This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish. Bernie Tormay Band and Weekend played because, well, just under an hour's time, it will be. Uh, I'd still have mixed feelings when I play Bernie material. Joy, because it's so brilliant. 
But then uh, a profound sense of sadness descends as I know I'm never going to get to see him play live again or eagerly await news on an upcoming new recording. Tomorrow, it'll be a year since I got to see him last up at the Black Heart for the penultimate day of the final fling tour with him, ridding himself to write his biography. Four months later, yeah, he was gone. Uh, the thing that really got me the most and set me off was uh, going back to his house after his funeral and nipping to the cloakroom on the way out, glancing down. I saw a whole line of boots, Bernie's boots, all neatly lined up, expectantly waiting to be worn. Life to 
the Wild Hearts and the original mix of Everything Changes But The Shoes from the Mondo, Akimbo, Agogo, 12-inch. Of course, Bernie has worked with Ginger, lending his guitar to uh, Smile in Denial on the Yoni album and playing twice at Ginger's birthday bash, the uh, first 2013 and the other 2017. Someone who I always hoped would be part of Ginger's birthday bash uh, would have been Lemmy. Uh, the closest we got was when uh, Ginger supported Head Cat in 2011 with the Wild Hearts and then Michael Munro, who Ginger was at that time playing guitar with, both supporting Motorhead. And of course, the live Michael Munro track, Motorheaded for a Fall, uh, would end up on Sensory Overdrive as the renamed Debauchery as a Fine Art after Lemmy had come in and rewritten parts of it. Yeah, over last weekend, I bit the bullet. Bought the Motorhead Overkill and Bomber 40th Anniversary. Two CD sets. A fine body of work they are too. Yeah, but having the, um, the original vinyl when they came out, uh, that wasn't much of a surprise. To be honest, I don't think that I've listened to both albums all the way through for years. And years. So it was nice just to sit back and let the music do the talking. The bonus discs on both uh, are live from respective tours. And although the benchmark for the classic live Motorhead lineup is obviously No Sleep Till Hammersmith, both the Aylesbury Friars 31st of March 1979 and Le Mans 3rd of November 1979 show our three cartoon heroes riding high on the crest of the new wave of British heavy metal. It sounds like they're having a right laugh, especially in France, where Lemmy tries to is, is out his French. Mange 2, Rodney, Mange 2 springs to mind. Uh... Technical issues are left in, with Lemmy treating the audience to his impression of uh, Ratscapers whilst things are being fixed in Aylesbury. And I got goosebumps as the intro to Motorhead from Le Mans kicked in. Uh, I so hope, wherever Lemmy, Fast Eddie and Filthy Phil are playing together right now, that they are having the time of their former lives. OK, I bet it was louder than this in 1945. Listen, this... <laughs> Should we try that new word again? Begins with a B. Ballocks! No, no, this is the last number here. Before we do the last song, you gotta give me a big ten bollocks for Ballocks! That's better, you see? Well, well. Now you go up to any English policeman and say that, and he'll tell you what you've won. <laughs> All your friends here. This one's uh, the title track for my new album, and it's the last song unless you ask us to do another one. It's called Bomber. Yes! Yeah. 
Now, you might remember that on episodes 707 and 708, I talked about the Black Halo's new single, Guys of Band 2, backed with Tandem Drown, and how I wasn't sure if Guys of Band 2 was the same one that appeared as the digital single with Fossil Fuel back in 2016. Well, as I now have the aforementioned new single, which I think you can still pre-order from Yeah Right Records if you haven't done so already, I can reveal that the two are... Cue drum roll. Different. And I know this because I ran both through my Odyssey musical programme. Yeah, I still too have too much time on my hands. Oh, well, why I asked Rich Jones just to be on the safe side. He told me that the changes are subtle. Guitars and bass have been re-recorded by the new lineup. whereas on the original, Rich played all the guitar parts and CC Voltage played bass, with the new version remixed by Jack Endino. Anyway, if you want to know what Geyser Band means, I shall tell you. Geyser Band, open brackets, Ghost Train, is, close brackets, is a play by Franz Xavier Krozik, the sequel to Stella Hoff. It's uh, cited as one of Krozik's most important works in the period. Geyser Band was written soon after Stella Hoff, but remained unperformed until 1975. The playwright Krozik is known for his plays featuring severe mental or emotional impaired characters, often set in his native Bavaria. Geiserban and Stanlerhoff are plays which are renowned for their sex and violence with graphic scenes of rape, defecation, masturbation, nudity and an an infanticide. Yeah, I wonder if it's on Netflix.
starting with the interconnectedness, CC voltage, as well as I believe handling the black halos in a managerial capacity, also plays in Autogram. Now, Autogram are a synth-driven power pop trio from Vancouver, drawing influences from the likes of The Cars, The Go-Go's, Gary Newman, 2020 and Devo. The band members are Jiffy Marks of Brooklyn's Hard Drugs and Vancouver's Blood Meridian, the aforementioned CC Voltage of Berlin's Denise Boys, The Loyalties, The Black Halos and Spitfires, and finally, the silo of Vancouver's Black Mountain, Lightning Dust and Destroyer. Uh, the band has just released the single Bad Day that is backed with, here we go, Queer Esther Seduo. I apologise. With all proceeds going to the World Federation for Mental Health. Autogram played the uh, second day of this year's Power Pop Weekender, uh, which I couldn't make, which I'm still going about. from Mary Curry, she of Mary's Kids fame, uh, with a link to a video of Mental Coldbrand from her new project, Marianne's Mariette, which I think in English translates to uh, Marianne's Nightmare, but you know, don't quote me on that. Apparently, she recently had a lot of stuff to deal with and decided that music would help her through it, but felt if something... Uh, in uh, English, uh, yeah, it would lose the sentiment. So it's sung in a native Norwegian. An album's worth of material was recorded, just for her own benefit. But on reflection, she's going to make it readily available sometime in the spring next year. And, you know, limited to a couple of hundred copies. Here's the audio to the video that Mary sent me.
back to a year write records for a second. The Sick Things are currently in the throes of writing their second album, but their self-titled debut that came out last July is getting a second pressing on Yeah Right uh, on I do believe uh, coloured vinyl to make you go ooh ooh. Here is Take the Head from the Crown from said album. <laughs> Talking of second pressings, Alvin Gibbs and the Disobedient Servant's debut album, Your Disobedient Servant, has just been reissued on Blood Red Vinyl on Time and Manor Recordings. I know many of you have, quite rightly, already purchased it, but with Christmas just round the corner, it would make an ideal gift for your friends who might be musically bereft. I mean, come on. Brian James, Lee Hegarty, Mick Rossi, Timo Coligio, Mel Weston, Steve Crystal. James Stevenson, Barrington Francis and Jamie Oliver are all on it.
So, on to this week's live shenanigans. Actually, uh, started last Thursday at Dingwalls for DAD with uh, a couple of other high-profile gigs in town, namely the 69 Eyes at the Garage and Starcrawler at the Underworld. I was half expecting the venue to be lacking in bodies. Nope. Packed to the gunnels. Admittedly, some familiar faces were missing, but it did seem that every nook and cranny was occupied. And uh, after a set that lasted 10 minutes shy of two hours, I felt sorry for those who missed out because, boy, do they put on a show. Uh, gone are the uh, giant sofas from yesteryear, but Stig still has his multitude of uh, two string bases. Uh, the Rocket, the Iron Cross with a World War One triplane as the headstock. The Perspex ones, the Car Fender, complete with a flashing indicator, are all played. The band are over here to promote um, their current album, A Prayer for the Loud. Tracks of which get an airing and uh, go seamlessly with the older, more classic songs that uh, I note, none of which sound dated. Which goes along with my theory that since the turn of this century, there hasn't been any new rock musical movement. It's all been done. Think about it. From like, uh, Lonnie Donegan's version of Rock Island Line to the end of the 90s, there's been uh, Skiffle, British Invasion, Garage, Glam, uh, Heavy Rock, Punk, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, uh, Hair Metal, Thrash Metal, Funk Metal, Grunge, and, and... Yeah, I can't think of anything. Uh, from A Prayer for the Loud, this is D.A.D. and the very apt Nothing Ever Changes. <laughs> Still, you're caught in the crosshairs. 
And nothing ever changes And nothing ever changes And nothing ever changes No, nothing ever changes It was the turn of the big four. Oh, I mean, not talking about Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth and Anthrax, but the other big four up at the black heart of the hit priests, the Drippers, Flash House and Electric Shakes. Admittedly, the bitch queens are interchangeable with the Drippers. But still, as you know, this gig was that uh, I almost didn't make due to a prior commitment that thanks to alcohol and the passing of time was forgotten about. As much as I dig the electric shakes, uh, I've only managed to catch them once before, the new crossing at the beginning of last year. So I was super stoked that they would be opening Saturday's proceedings. And they did not disappoint. Musically machine gunning down everyone that stood in their way. This is Shot Me Down. To defeat Flash House Blitzkrieg just even more. Although I have to say, it was noted that band members looked like they'd smartened themselves up. Almost to the extent 
that you could bring them back to meet your parents and not be worried what would be said. All right, maybe not. But their dirty truck has been in upgraded to a respectable motorhome. I know I've played this track countless times, but that's because it's an absolute classic. Die alone. <laughs> This was the Dripper's first trip to the UK, playing Nottingham the day before. And with an album called Action Rock, you knew full well what to expect. However, with only the one album and a 30-minute stage time, the band had everything to play for and everything to lose. Making sure of the win, Max, a guitarist from Scumbag Millionaire, joined the band for, well, here for yourself. <laughs>
on to the Hit Priest and the last gig that they will be playing this year. Following three great bands normally would be a big ask, but with a rabid following of Spasm Gang members, the dipshits could have uh, probably relaxed and eased off the gas. But this is a band who had a live album out called Landing a Fighter Plane in an E1 Basement. Saturday, a 7.47 laden with fuel, flew into the first floor of a building in NW1, piloted by five who were clearly off their tits on adrenaline, with no casualties. Arguably, you could say that I'm only saying this because I like them, but I'm not. If you've got nothing to say nice, don't say anything at all. Until next week, take it easy. (laughs) 